2: It's Steeler, fan what's going on? Hartman, your host of Ride. It's not Monday, it's not Wednesday, it's not Friday. It is Sunday. Just for the second straight week, we're doing the special Winners and Losers podcast on Sunday morning. It's Christmas Eve. Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, uh, Festivus, whatever you celebrate, Hanukkah. I don't care. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying the win. The Steelers win, 34 to 11. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Phenomenal game. We have a lot of winners, 10 and some losers too, to talk about. And I I can't stress this enough. We have a victory Monday, tomorrow, Monday. Make sure you're listening to my let's ride podcast as well as checking me out on Twitter. I know it's Christmas, but you got to do the thing. If you want to win a free t-shirt through steel curtain network. So if you want a Bosomatic shirt, which is a new design or pretty is overrated using uh, cam Hayward's quote, when he said that winning pretty is overrated, we have all those on the, on the store right now, or, Maybe you just want a ride or die crew shirt. Just had a member of the ride or die crew message me on Twitter right before the game started. Just had a a kid. I I guess it was a boy. I'm not sure. uh, Draped in a terrible towel in the hospital. He goes, ride or die crew. Just got another, got another person strong. Like that's unbelievably awesome. So victory Monday, victory Sunday. Enjoy it. Everyone. We have not felt this in a long time. Seems like an eternity since we felt this way. Nonetheless, here we are and we get to do a joyous, Winners and losers podcast. Why? There's 10 winners and only two losers on this list. Let's get this thing started. We're just going to plow right through. Normally we take a break. No, it's not going to be a long podcast. We're just going to plow right through. 10 winners. Number one, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph stat line. He was 17 of 27, 290 yards, 10.7 yard average, two touchdowns, no picks, one sack for six yards, 124.0 rating. I I don't know. I think I'm not alone here. When I say that there's something about a redemption story, there's something about a, someone getting an extra opportunity. There's something about someone giving, getting one last shot, and not just getting that shot, but actually taking advantage of it. I talked about this with Mason or Mitch Trubisky the last two weeks. The, you know, think about Thursday night against New England. You talk about the the game against Indianapolis. He was given a new lease on his football life, and he did not take advantage of it. Mason Rudolph, he took advantage of it. It was really cool to see. And we talked about this in the post-game show. Everyone's going to ask the question, should Mason start next week or should it be Kenny? Talk about that maybe tomorrow. And I'll definitely talk about it this week. But right now, I just want to say that Mason Rudolph deserves to be a winner. He came in and he looked prepared. He looked mentally tough and he made the plays necessary to win. Huge game for him. He deserves to be on the winner's list. Really cool moment. He, after the game, he was very, very emotional and said, I'm just glad I got this opportunity one more time. Because, hey, let's be honest, there's a chance that he never would have gotten that opportunity again. When you're a quarterback three, you're buried on the depth chart, but he got the job done. So good for Mason Rudolph. He's a winner. Next winner is George Pickens. Four catches, 195 yards, 48.8 yard average, two touchdowns, an 86 yard long and six targets. That's right. He had four catches for 195 yards. That is insanity. Nonetheless, you can say what you want about George Pickens, his lack of blocking last week against Indianapolis, his sometimes sour attitude, and you could even bemoan the fact that the Steelers started him in this game. Their first possession, they did not start with the football. In the first possession, George Pickens was out there. You can bemoan all that stuff. But what you can't do is you can't say that he's not one hell of a player. Now, a lot of people in the post game show, they said Pickens kind of passed the test. I totally disagree with that. This is not the test. George Pickens going out and having a great game where he has 195 yards on four catches is not passing any test. We knew he was capable. We knew he was talented. What I'm talking about is I want to know what George Pickens does when he gets the Pat Fryermuth treatment, which Pat Fryermuth didn't even get a target in this game against the Bengals. What does he do then? What does he do when he's open and someone misses him? I don't care if it's Pickett, Trubisky, Rudolph, doesn't matter. What does he do then? That's the test. So we can say, great job. He deserves to be a winner. Kudos, bounce back game, whatever you want to say. You can say all that stuff, but do not say that this has somehow absolved him from some of the issues that we had. Everyone can sit there and smile when things are going great. It takes, it, it, the true test is when things are not going well. All right, let's go to the next winner. Takeaways. Steelers had three official takeaways, three official takeaways. I count turnovers on Downzo as takeaways as well. And now that it doesn't go into the stat line, it still says three takeaways. You had Eric Rose interception, Patrick Peterson's interception, and Alex Highsmith's interception. Phenomenal plays, all three of them. Still not sure where Browning was throwing that ball when Patrick Peterson got the pick. Nonetheless, that's neither here nor there. Uh, what's great about this is this was like Ben Don't Break to the max. They gave up yards. They gave up first downs. They gave up chunk plays. But when it was bend, don't break. I mean, it, was, it wasn't It was like bend. It was take the ball away. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. The Steelers had a drought of takeaways. They had not taken the ball away like they had recently. But, man, it was great to see them get back on that train. They deserved it. Good for those guys, especially someone like Eric Rowe. We'll talk about that him in a second. But here's where it also goes. It goes to... Can you do something with these, t- these turnovers, these takeaways? Pot, right? We talk about pot all the time on this podcast. No, not that kind of pot. Not bagels and bong rips. I'm talking about points off turnovers. Again, if I'm counting the, the turnovers on downs, the Steelers scored 20 points off of those takeaways and those turnovers. That's a sign of a really opportunistic team. We haven't seen that from the Steelers in recent weeks. They, If they get that takeaway, think about – Michael Walker's interception against the New England Patriots on Thursday night football. Get that big takeaway thing. Okay, here it is. He gets them all the way down in the red zone and they leave that with no points. That's not acceptable. Getting 20 points. That's more like it. Pot Steelers were all about the pot and I'm here for it. The next winner is the pass rush slash the outside linebackers. Alex Highsmith got a sack and an interception. TJ Watt had a sack. Miles Jack had a sack. So three total sacks. The INT, eight quarterback hits. The Steelers were putting pressure on uh, Jake Browning a lot. And they had this really interesting... I don't know if anyone else saw this. I noticed it. I'm sure I wasn't alone. The Steelers defensively were mixing and matching their players. So you had Watt and Herbig playing predominantly together and Highsmith and Marcus Golden playing together. Really interesting. Now, they would still put Watt and Highsmith out there together, but really interesting how they did that. I thought it was very, very interesting. We'll see if that continues or if that's a one-game thing. but. The pass rush, the outside linebackers, they did the job, and they winners. Next, I haven't done this much this season. The third down offense finds their ways into the winner column. Why? If you've listened all season, I, I asked for 500. Give me 500. The stat line was 7 for 14. They finished at 500. Good for the, good for the offense. They didn't have a 3 and out until the second half. Think about that. How many times did we see this team three and out, three and out, three and out, and finally they just get a first down, and everyone's like, oh, the sarcastic cheer, they finally got a first down. We No, this was a good offensive performance, especially on those key downs, third down offense in the second half wasn't as good. You could definitely tell they weren't trying to make a key mistake. They were playing very cautious. That's fine. You had the lead. You didn't have to take the risk, so good for the third down offense. Next, the red zone defense. The Cincinnati Bengals got into the red zone three times in this game. And came away with nothing. No points. They came away with a field goal, but no touchdowns. They had the bomb to T. Higgins. I think that was an 80 yard bomb down the middle, right down the gut. Reminded me of Larry Fitzgerald in Super Bowl 43. So they had the the big pass to to T Higgins against the zone. And then they had the McPherson, they they went for two, had the McPherson field goal. That's it. The red zone, this was Ben don't break to the max. Ben, don't break to the max. Good for the Steelers defense. They belong on the winner's list. The next winner, the reserves. I mean, think about this. I don't know if y'all have heard these stories. Miles Jack played with the team last year, suffered a groin injury. Now I I listen to people like Jim Wexel. Jim Wexel's in the locker room. He swears that 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 groin injury was pretty bad for Miles Jack. And that's one of the reasons why he never got back to where he was. He just didn't have that explosiveness. Miles Jack is bouncing around. He's with Philadelphia for a little bit. He retires. He he becomes a part owner in an EDHL hockey team. He's looking into learning a trade, like becoming an electrician and changing like occupations. And the Steelers call him up and say, hey, can, can you come in? We, we might need some help, at inside linebacker. Well, they might need some help because it's probably looking like a Landon Roberts is done for the rest of the season with a pectoral injury. Then you get Eric Rowe, veteran defensive back. He comes in. These guys were making plays. Row with an interception. Miles Jack almost had an interception. Miles Jack with a sack. Just phenomenal. Will this last? I don't know, and I don't care. Just like with Mason Rudolph. Will this last? I don't know, and I don't care. I'm only talking about this game, and for this game, it was good enough. Let's go to the next winner, the Steelers rushing. Stat line, 30 carries, 113 yards, a 3.8-yard average, two touchdowns, and a 13-yard long. I loved watching the Steelers in the second half be able to kind of say, you know what? They know we're running. We know we're running. Let's see if you can stop it. And so I did say at one point, run, run, pass activated on Twitter. And some people were like, well, yeah, they should. Yeah, they should. And when you're running the football well enough, yeah, you can. Najee Harris doesn't eclipse 100, but he has over 70 yards rushing. Good outing. I still like to see them mix Jalen Warren into the game more. Nonetheless, this was the game that they thought they wanted, and they got it. They got it. The running game and the offensive line by proxy had a phenomenal game. Good for them. The rushing does the job with the lead and they end up winning the football game. The last winner, the 10th and final winner is us. The fans, us, the fans, what a Christmas present from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Finally, an enjoyable game. Like that's all I can say is finally an enjoyable game. I sat on the couch in my basement with our television and all five of our kids were downstairs watching the game with me at some point point. Some of the younger ones are like farts in the wind. You know, they're they in, they're out, they're up, they're down. They don't know what to do. They're, they they want to cheer, but they don't know what they're looking at. It's fine. I'm used to it. I have five kids. But for the older kids, they were actually, they, they weren't just engaged. They're always engaged in the game, but it was exciting for them. And I was just telling my wife earlier today, and I said, you know what? Like I, I really feel bad for the kids. And she said, why? I said, well, they like to watch the games with me, but man, that's just so boring. I said, last week. My wife does not watch the games with me. By the way, I said last week the Steelers scored 13 points in the first quarter and not another point for the rest of the game. She said, "Man, that sounds brutal." I said, "It is brutal. It's really brutal." And even as I sat there watching this game today, Saturday, I was even waiting like, "Okay, they score a touchdown. Okay, we've we've been we've seen this movie before. Let's just hold off on the praise. Score again. Okay, like let's just again finally." But it was it was exciting for my kids for all the fans around the world that watch this team to be treated to a game where there's actual offense, where they are seeing plays being made that you, you see all around the league. And you're like, why can't the Steelers do that? Why can't the Steelers do that? Like that's all you hear all the time. So for us, the fans, this was like an early Christmas present. It was awesome. Good job for Steelers. We are on the winner's list. Congrat Congratulations. You did it. Okay. Let's go to the losers. There's only two. And there's only two. And I think you're probably gonna know. If you follow me on Twitter, you're gonna know who these losers are. The first one's Presley Harvin, the third. While he does a great job holding and he had a great hold on the 50 yard Chris Boswell field goal, his punts have been really bad, like really subpar. He averaged 38.8 yards per punt. And there were just these moments where you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, pin them deep. Kick it high. Let your coverage team get down there, pin him deep inside the 10. And it's being fair caught at the 20. If you're going to do that, kick it into the damn end zone. That's where we are with this. It's so inconsistent. He rarely ever has the big punt. They didn't need it in this game because they were always seemingly around midfield. And But you want to be able to pin the opponent back in their, their own zone and force them to drive the length of the field. And he's just not getting the job done. I think that the Steelers really do have to evaluate this position after the season. Not right now. After the season. But right now, it's just not good enough. It's just flat out not good enough. And I'll tell you what else isn't good enough is the other loser. It's Mason Cole. This was bad. Now, no, no punts. Or I'm sorry, no snaps flew over anyone's head. Mason Rudolph didn't have balls rolled back to his feet. You know, it wasn't that bad. But it's the shoelaces. Like they're at his shoelaces. Some of these snaps where Mason Rudolph's having to bend down. I listen to Coach Kevin Smith when he talks about how horrible it is for a quarterback to have to take their eyes off of the play. So they're seeing the ball come to them. It should be hitting them right in the chest. And instead they're having to adjust, whether it's to the right, to the left, high, low, whatever. And now they have to readjust their vision. It is so disrupting to the offense and to the quarterback. So when I keep seeing these snaps, low, snap, low, snap, snap, snap to the right, snap to the left, it's just bad. It's really bad. I don't, I, 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 there's no fix for it right now. What it comes down to is the Steelers are going to be in the mix for a center this offseason. They have to be. They have to be. There's no way they can look at Mason Cole and say, yep, we got our guy. We're good. No. But you know what? What's really great, and this could actually be a winner, is that there's only two losers. Coming off a game where there was, I think, one winner and 15 losers last week, to have 10 winners and two losers in this game was phenomenal. Super happy. Steelers win. It's going to make our holidays here in the Hartman house a little bit more uh, digestible. We'll put it that way uh, going to people's houses and you can at least rest easy that the Steelers are eight and seven. They won their game. Maybe some things will break their way. You'll be able to watch football this weekend and enjoy it. So there you have it. 10 winners, two losers. Again, I wish you all nothing but the best this holiday season. Be on the lookout though. If you're someone here, the ride or die crew is diehard. Like it's crazy. I, I don't, I I'm shocked by the numbers when I see like, oh yeah, people probably won't listen to a podcast on Sunday. No, y'all do. I give y'all credit. Y'all still listen. And so on Monday morning, on Christmas morning, you get to wake up with Jeff. That's right. Wake up with Jeff Hartman. Kids are opening presents. You know what? Have Alexa playing the Let's Ride podcast and you're just tuning out those bratty kids. I'm just joking. My kids aren't bratty. Sometimes they are. That's not here nor there. Uh, So enjoy your holiday. Be on the lookout for that uh, tweet for the Victory Monday tweet coming up. Be on the lookout for the tweet for the mailbag segment. And it's great to be back in the wind column, a victory, a victory Sunday slash Monday victory holiday. You name it. We got it. All right. That does it for me. You know, we finished out, be safe, be kind and God bless. Have a great rest of your weekend. Have a great holiday. We'll see you.
0: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BTW group. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. plus.
2: coffee, the morning.
1: 18 plus.